There are obstacles in life that you just can't avoid. We all experience them. I have had struggles for my entire life. Some have popped up along the way. Some of what we deal with are common to everybody. The loss of love or the loss of a loved one. And some is some are unique. I mean, depression and anxiety are pretty common, but the nuances of those struggles are very unique to a person, along with all the other little things that life throws at you that we simply cannot avoid. And so it stands to reason that one of the greatest things that you can do to enhance yourself, your sense of wellness, is to learn how to best manage those thoughts, how best to respond to the world and interact with the world and move through your life. And as I continue to move through my journey and talk about my path of wellness here on this platform, I am learning a whole lot about myself. Not not something new, so to speak, that I didn't know about myself, but I'm learning an awful lot about that journey that I've been on all this time. Of course, all of the stuff that I'm discussing here, I've thought long and hard about. Uh, I've shared my personal stories on occasion, and I have certainly learned a lot by helping and coaching others. But putting it down in this storytelling fashion has given me an opportunity to see in a new way just how I've helped myself throughout my journey in ways that I I just couldn't have imagined. I, I remember that exact moment where I was, what I was doing when I recognized my serious depression when I was a kid. And I didn't really know what to do with it or uh, I didn't speak of it, didn't, didn't speak of it for years. But I dealt with that and continue to, to this day and all the other stuff that life throws at. But, but reflecting back, I can tell that what I did during that clear year, as I say, as I feng shuied for my wife, all the growing and learning and exploring the changes, some of what I did during that time turns out to be way more important than I really ever thought. I didn't eliminate my problems, right? I didn't get rid of my depression. I didn't eliminate the fact that I had to deal with loss. Uh, I, I did took care of the serial monogamy, of course, which was really quite major, actually. But during that time, I was learning how to see life differently. It was the very beginning of understanding that there's a different way to move through the world and to interact with the world. This was critical because all of my issues that rattle around in my brain, the things that I'm troubled with, that I question, those were the reasons why I was having trouble going to sleep. Because in the silence of an attempt to go to sleep, the self-criticism begins, the judging begins, the blaming, the perseverating over this, that, or the other, or what could have, should have, or would have been done differently. The constant rattling around in your brain while the silence of trying to go to sleep. And it was my breath that pulled me away from those thoughts. I mentioned in the last episode, I, I actually had to convince myself that there was no more thought needed for the night, that it was okay to stop thinking, that it was actually safe to put the worry and, and the guilt and the, guess, the guessing to bed as well. 
And the only way that I seem to have been able to accomplish that was to stop interpreting all of those thoughts as so darn important and as commentaries on what was wrong with me, on what my problems were. As long as I thought and believed that those thoughts in my head had such importance and power, I wasn't going to let them go. I had trouble finding my way back to my breath. But nothing was wrong. (laughs) Right when I laid there, counting my breath and the judgment and the worry would come flooding back, I made the conscious decision not to hold on to those thoughts, not to actually believe them, not to own them, so to speak, although I... I certainly didn't think of it in that way back then. Of course, you you know, the thought pops up. You can't avoid that, actually. I mean, thoughts just pop up. We don't control them, right? That's actually why we don't have to own them. We didn't ask for them. They just pop up out of nowhere, but they can also pass on by. We don't have to hold them in our heads. This is something I was learning, just trying to get myself to go to sleep so I had the energy to live my life. And I grew better. I grew better and better at knowing, at believing in a good way, not a fooling myself kind of way, but knowing that these thoughts had no power over me, right? They certainly had no greater importance appearing at that moment while I was trying to go to sleep than they would have at some other point during the day. So I could easily say to myself, well, not easily, but I would say, hey, this is not what I'm doing right now. I'm not thinking about this right now. And if you're important enough thought, you'll pop up some other time during the day. Now's the time to go to sleep. And they certainly had no greater importance than my need and my desire to go to sleep. This was hard to do. My life had been filled with worry and and, and anxieties and stresses and second guessing and so suddenly deciding that I didn't have to focus my attention on them, suddenly deciding that those weren't the most important thoughts that were running around in my head of my entire life, that had to be my rule. I just knew it deeply that that's what I had to do and I wasn't getting any teaching or coaching. It was just sort of what came naturally at that moment. I literally would tell the thought, go away. Now I'm going to sleep. And if it interrupted me long enough to carry me away for a little while, as soon as I recognized that I was caught up in the thought, I would reach back for my breath, so to speak, mentally, and return, come back to my breath and start counting again. And I had to give myself permission to do that. I I cannot say enough. I just didn't realize how important this was going to be for all of my life. Learning how to reframe all of those issues, all of the things that I, uh, that life throws at you. But I started to get an idea of how important it was when we had our beautiful daughter. Of course, you have to teach a kid, a baby, how to sleep, right? Because they think night is day and day is night. And then when they grow a little older and they start to be able to really consider the thoughts going around in their brains and maybe even letting those thoughts scare them, get the better of them, you may have to teach them again how to let themselves go to sleep. 
And I would sit at the bedside with my daughter and I would say, it's okay, kiddo, it's, it's time to go to sleep. You've had a full day of thinking and doing. Now is the time where you put that stuff away and you just give yourself permission to go to sleep. I actually would speak those words. And I would say to her, hey, the thoughts are going to pop up. But let them pass on by like a train passing in the distance. You can see the thought coming into view and just let it go on by. You do not have to hop on that train. You don't have to hold the thought in your mind. Let it go. (laughs) I, I, I think that really helped her back then. I know it did. And I hope it helps her still to this day because she certainly deserved it. And sleep deserves that kind of attention. But more importantly, so did I. Until next time.